millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So that was actually human error, this and this thing. But this is one of the things you have at the... Oh, who cares? What's going on, buddy? You look great today. Really? Thank you. Uh, I had my second day of having to work in person yeah. in a row. It was tough. Um, I was parenting, as you know, Alice. I know. I know. Heroically parenting today. Yeah, but I had big bosses in the office. So Week in 188 loss, Alice. We're days. down to 55 pounds now. That's which great. Which didn't seem good enough for my... For my coach, Caitlin, who's... She expects she's, she's, great things from you. She, she suspects expects- that I've been drinking more than two ounces of booze <laughs> per week, I think. I don't know. And I frankly am offended. <laughs> I don't know why she would but, think uh, something like that. It's really like... I know. Um, so what's going on, homie? So you lost 55 pounds so far in a week in 180, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And exciting. And you lost another point of visceral fat. You just lost one last the mm. week before. And you lost another one, which is great. You're really slimming to, right down. I mean, <laughs> you're wasting away before our very eyes. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Should we do the shot shot? <laughs> no, I have a lot of stuff I want to okay, get to. Okay, let's Wait, get to some of it. Stop. Stop. Okay. So, <laughs> first of all... um, I, so you tweeted this. You want to talk about Rico Bosco? No, I don't really okay. want to. Um, Rico Bosco is a guy who keeps showing up in the Kirk Minahan show. He's part of Barstool, and he's leaving now when I thought he had just signed a deal with Barstool. But it's very niche, so if you guys don't know Barstool or KMS, and you're well, not going to okay, know anything but, about that. But so here's the thing that's not niche about this, right? Is you remember, obviously, a couple weeks ago, I don't actually remember because I think I was away if we actually talked about it on the show or if we got to this ever or not but the New York Times did this big hit piece on Portnoy quote unquote hit piece that they'd Mm -hmm. been working on for months and months and there really wasn't anything new in it just that other outlets had made had published allegations against him that like he was kind of mean in the bedroom or something Mm -hmm. and that he declared bankruptcy when he was young because he had a gambling problem, right? Basically, was the gist of the whole right. scandal. And that he encourages irresponsible gambling, right? And, you know, everybody sort of went on this, like, well, there's, like, really nothing there. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought at the time that was a miss, although I don't remember if we talked about it on this show or not. Um, and the reason why I think that that's like missing the point of the New York Times story, which the New York Times story actually like made clear in the story is it did a lot of like winking at gambling regulators. It was kind of like some legislators are growing concerned, meaning because they did like the Shirley Young stuff and like 
called them up and were like, what do you think about the fact that this company whose licenses you control is working with this gentleman who has a gambling problem and has some very shady <laughs> allegations about him? You know, so this is what they do, right? Is these news outlets launder their stuff through each other and then bring it to the government. And it hasn't really mattered for Portnoy or Barstool in the past because the government really doesn't regulate like blogs and podcasts very much right? right but the government does regulate gambling a lot a lot a lot yes um like to the point where it's really it's very very easy for them to like show favoritism you know they only have a certain number of licenses to give out they don't have to give them out if they don't like you or they you do things that make them raise their eyebrows or whatever you know i I wouldn't be surprised if even like the watch thing turns into a thing that has to do with this, you know, that he's some kind of grifter or scammer. Like they'll try and spin it like that, even though I think it's no more a scam than any other stupid luxury brand thing that's dumb, right? But the point of the New York Times article wasn't, you know, to get him in some kind of legal trouble, like overdoing something wrong or something like that. The point of the New York Times article was to throw shade and you know kind of cause rumblings that would cause these gambling regulators to give the pen company that now is supposed to own most of barstool and i thought the deal was closed but then i was reading more about this and realized that it's just like it's like what elon Musk did it's an agreement to close the deal by february so it's like not totally officially closed so Basically, like now there's all this stuff and it has to do with the Massachusetts sports betting licenses. So like now here's from GBH News. This is GBH News yesterday. Members of the State Gaming Commission are raising red flags about the connections between the owners of Plain Ridge Park Casino in Plainville, which is applying for a sports betting license, and Barstool Sports. Massachusetts lawmakers approved legislation to legalize sports betting earlier this year, and regulators hope to make such a betting a reality at the state's three casinos before the Super Bowl next February. Other options, including mobile sports betting, could come in the weeks and months after. But at a meeting of the commission on Tuesday, members of the commission questioned representatives of Penn Entertainment, the parent company of Plain Ridge Park, about its relationship with Barstool Sports to help promote sports betting. Penn bought the initial stakes of Barstool in 2020 and recently moved to fully acquire the company for $387 million in a deal set to be completed early next year. Through the partnership, Barstool has gotten its own sports betting app and branding inside Penn Casinos, but the company was also the subject of a recent New York Times story highlighting highlighting the personal gambling issues of Barstool Sports founder David Portnoy, who has previously reported accusations of sexual misconduct against him. The brand's push to appeal to a younger demographic has become a concern for state regulators. So see how they do this? It's such garbage. There's nothing there to any of these allegations. All of this is old news. It's trash. But... When you have this cozy relationship between these like establishment media places like the New York Times and GBH, they can launder whatever stupid accusations with no proof that they want through these publications and then they can take it to the government. And when you're in a blogging industry, nobody cares what you do and the government's not going to stop you from doing anything you want to do. Right. Although, you know, the what's her name at the Herald tried to like bully the NHL out of doing stuff with Barstool yes. and whatever. So they do try and find ways to ruin you still if you don't like toe the line of the stuff that they want you to say. But when you're in the gambling industry, which is the industry that Barstool is now a part of, the government really can mess with you a lot. Yeah, a you lot, know, the Herald's lot. on this now, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the Herald's saying every Politico's doing it. A bunch the Herald of, is like, on the wrong. First of all, this guy, mm -hmm. Matt Medzger, wrote the thing. He's a big anti-GOP guy, big anti-Trump guy. And, of course, he's an anti-Portnoy guy. The Herald should be taking an anti-government pro-Portnoy stance on this. The, what's left of their readership would be pro-Barstool. Right. But that, I mean... And that, to me, is like what's crazy here is because obviously this was a very good deal for Barstool, this whole thing, of course, right? Of course. But at the same time, like the poison pill of the government regulation over the company now 
it's like they're like hostages now, basically, to this stuff, to these stupid accusations. Like, so when everybody goes like, oh, there's nothing in the New York Times article, it's nothing, right? I mean, that's true. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. But when the New York Times says nothing about you, but says it in a way that makes it sound like they think there could be something, and you work in an industry where people listen to the New York Times can ruin your life, yes, then that's not a good thing. No, uh, but I mean, <clears throat> it's not a good thing, but it is ridiculous, obviously. Of there's course nothing it's ridiculous. To it. I know, like you were saying, there's nothing to it. This idea that nothing tawdry happens around gambling. Uh, where is everybody? And where has everybody been? Well, that's like why. That's the rationale is that you know, like we want gambling, but we don't want it to be like that. So we're not going right. to allow anything well, let me tell that's you like that what, nearby. The casinos, it. the casinos, in Massachusetts are teeming with degenerate gamblers, people who are drunk constantly. They're teaming with drugs, prostitutes, human trafficking. It's all there. It's all there. I mean, what do we think is happening there? Of course it is. That's what people go to casinos for. This is, they're, I mean, it's ridiculous. In Port Orleans, because suddenly we're, we're casting judgment on people who have groupies, starting and ending with Dave Portnoy. Well, he places big in public bets on stuff. That was another yeah, aspect to the sometimes. New York Times. That would, but that was an aspect of but the New York right. Times article. That that they wrote encouraging it. They, yeah. they did it with Trump a lot, too. You put Trump in the headline and something, uh, you know. And then you get seven paragraphs down, the, and there's really right. nothing here and at anonymous all. Anonymous sourcing and, like, you know, uh, um, other unnamed sources in the administration say that there's a chilling effect in the building since Donald Trump has been there. And it's all BS. It's all it's total BS. But it makes you look back even to, like, I forget even what was the publication that did the um, the allegate the sexual misconduct allegations which i guess is what we call yeah, it, it when somebody wants to, wants to have sex with you and then thinks better of it later like that's when you commit sexual misconduct because it's not a sexual yes. assault and it's not rape and it's right. not like we have no other word for it. it's just misconduct you had sex with somebody who didn't enjoy it with you and now they're mad like i don't know what else he to wasn't call like that he was in the, in the pizza reviews <laughs> I don't right know. you flew across the he country <laughs> sent him nudes said you're gonna have sex with him and he transacted by having sex with you what did what do you want him to do you know it's i, don't, I wanted him to love me I mean, like, that's what it is, right? I don't know. But anyway, but, like, it makes you think back even to that article. And obviously, the New York Times was working on this for a long time. That's one aspect of the whole thing. You know, they work on it forever because they're, you know, searching for something, anything, and they are just spinning it up out of nothing. You know, they create something when there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. And... And then they can like, and then even if it turns out there's nothing there, then they can say like, well, if there's smoke, there's fire. And they can point back at the reporting from two years ago has previous sex- accusations of sexual yep. misconduct. Like, because now it's true because they did it. But it's the same well, right. thing and as this And then another article is going to say right. has previous accusations of sexual misconduct um, also uh, documented by the New York Times. So they'll just keep adding on and piling on. It's just right, it's horse. Right, but it's but it's the same thing as like the media matters guy is that he goes to the people and he's like, "Oh, look, you shouldn't do business with Twitter because XYZ." And then he writes an article that's like, "Oh, companies are very worried about doing business with Twitter." <laughs> like because he did that. Like but that's what they do is they write an article that's like, "Hmm, Dave Portnoy." And then they're like, you know, there's been a lot of articles written where people are very concerned about Dave Porno. Like, and then they treat that as evidence in itself. So they like use themselves as evidence for the oh, thing totally. that there's no evidence for. And it's so absurd. And it just, it's this like never ending cycle of them making stuff up. But it's like, I mean, it's the same with like accusations against Trump of stuff. And like some of the accusations against Trump are more believable than others. Like, do I believe he paid off people to have abortions? Like, probably. Yes. I think Trump probably did that. But, you know, like raping the that author in a department store. Like, I think that's just insane. But a bunch of people like go around and treat the fact that the story is there in the first place as evidence of the thing. And it just doesn't work that way, especially when these media outlets just decide to go after you. And the the problem with 
with this like sports betting license is they have very few of them to give out and they like might not give one to them now. Like they can continue to do this. They can continue to send legislators in more states mean articles about Dave Portnoy all day long and like upset people until someone stands up and says, we do not care that Dave Portnoy wrote an article on his blog in like 2006 or whatever. I don't even know when Barstool started, if that's even like the right time frame. But like, we don't care if he wrote an article in his blog in 2006 that like said some rude word or whatever. You know, like the whole thing, you need the people handing out the gambling licenses to stand up and say like, we don't care about this or they'll keep doing it. You know, just... But but that's how these people operate. It's like that's I said the people were going after, um, you know, trying to go after Fox News advertisers, but they still exist. And now they're trying to go after cable subscribers to tell their cable companies not to renew Fox to go after their carriage fees and try and get them to stop being profitable. It never ends. They never stop. They're never happy. They've gotten every normal advertiser canceled off of Tucker. They're never done. There was some article today. They're going after Elon now, right? Um, this is from yesterday. San Francisco building inspectors are launching an investigation into reports Twitter has converted several office rooms at its headquarters into sleeping quarters for employees. We need to make sure the building is being used as intended, the San Francisco building department said. Um, the city's Department of Building Inspection is reaching out to building management to set up a site inspection. Everything they can do everything they can do to come after you. They will use every tool. They will use the Department of Building Inspections. They will use the FBI. They will use an Elon's case, the SEC. If they can come after Portnoy, because again, and like Portnoy's like Elon Musk, Portnoy's not even a right winger. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what the lesson that people need to take away from this is that it's not about going after like Nazis or people who are actually extreme. It's about going after the people who went off their own reservation. You know what I mean? Like, it's about people who they perceived as on their team. Like, Portnoy is supposed to be a pop culture guy. He's supposed to be kind of like in the milieu of global elites and be a leftist, essentially, right? And he is on some issues. Well, he talks like he is. The problem is that he interviewed Donald Trump and didn't just call and tried to help small businesses during the lockdowns exactly and right you know and it's very it's a very bro operation there even though not really anymore i mean there's it's 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 not no but but i think a lot of that has to do with this this threat hanging over them of the gambling regulation stuff oh i think so so i mean because that's part of it because the new york times will write you know, like eyebrow raised articles about you, like, excuse me, they wrote what? Like, I think the gaming commission needs to take a look at this, right? Like, even though there's nothing there, they'll do that about you. You know, they'll come after Elon Musk for letting employees sleep in the office after he fired half the company and the building's empty. Like, they'll come after you for whatever they can, like whatever tool they can find, just like Obama used the IRS to go after Tea Party groups, right? Like, They'll, they'll use whatever thing they have. And a lot of those people who started Tea Party groups, like if they owned a business, OSHA would be after them. Like every right. every regulatory agency. And that's the problem with how much power our government has, not just like over gambling, but over everything. If you work in any kind of industry that has this kind of regulation over it, you are susceptible to this kind of control and these kinds of attacks. I mean, like even... And Kanye is not as good an example because what he said actually is egregious, unlike like Portnoy or Elon Musk did absolutely nothing crazy. But he's another example of someone who was perceived as being left wing and was making all this money and they were able to ruin him, not because his industries were heavy, heavily regulated, but because they were heavily left wing. But even if you like carve a niche out for yourself that you think is fine, if you're in an industry that the government regulates a lot, like... They will find ways to make you pay. And that's like, that's what you get here is they will go after you in a state like Massachusetts in particular, they'll go after you. So I I don't know. I don't know how you get around that. And like the fact that that this dumb New York Times article that really has nothing in it, there's no reporting in it. 
Nobody, there's nothing like, there's no breaking news. It's just all stupid rehashed stuff. The fact that that article is now in the way of them getting a sports betting license is, that demonstrates the whole problem right there. So. I mean, obviously, this is all, also, this is just used to create a boogeyman out of Portnoy and Barstool so that uh, Maura Healy can have her own local Trump to go after. Right. I mean, they've been working right. on this. They've been working on turning Barstool into some kind of big bad for, like, decades. <laughs> I don't even know. When was Barstool founded? I don't know. Early 2000s. Yeah. So, uh, like, it. they've been trying to build up this thing when Barstool, like, hasn't really done anything to anybody ever and they you know they very successfully branded it in people's minds as this thing but that's what they do and that's like why they're so mad that they get called groomers right because that's the way they act about the right is they just say baseless stuff over and over about people that they don't like until that's the image people have of it. And they don't listen to facts. They don't listen to reason. They're not going to listen to some argument explaining to them why Dave Portnoy isn't really a misogynist or whatever. Like, they don't care. They don't care. It doesn't interest them that at the same time Portnoy was doing that, Kimmel was doing the man show or whatever. Well, right? pretty much. But no, Dave's Dave's thing was just a dude's thing. It's what we used to right. have in the early two thousands. Right, that's what it I'm saying. It was co-eds like, who were half naked. It's not about drinking and gambling. It's not about like the quote misogyny because everything was misogynist in two thousand five. It's about it's about they don't like stuff. Some stuff that Portnoy says now they like some stuff he says. Like when he says stuff about abortion that they like, they're all about it. But when he says stuff about you know small businesses or the that stock trading thing that happened with the GameStop stuff, like, then they don't like that. So they come after her. They don't like that he goes on with Tucker. They don't like this stuff, and they want to scare him off it, right? Oh, totally And in this case, with the gambling stuff, they have a tool to actually hurt him. Well, right. And all of this is comes from a place of resentment and opportunism. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, this idea that we have women who are in their 20s and 30s writing about the misogyny I was like, misogyny of these, are, it just makes no sense. These are all women who fly across the country to have sex with him. And to, to, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're owning their, they, they have agency, right? They're owning their independence, their sexual liberation. Right? No. Dateline, uh, Kirk Cameron's house. Kirk Cameron is denied story hour slot by public libraries for his new faith-based book, kids book. Actor writer has gotten has not gotten a single yes from the fifty plus public libraries his publisher has con- contacted so far. Messaging does not align. He was told with a new children's book out that celebrates family, faith, and biblical wisdom. Actor writer producer Kirk Cameron cannot reach scores of Americans. We should have them on children or for their families in many U.S. cities via the public library system because over fifty public libraries. We could host a reading at our house. We'd have, have to clean our house, but I, know, I, I would. That. If we could have Kirk Cameron, I'd clean. Over 50 public libraries have either outright rejected him or not responded to requests on his behalf. Imagine that, public libraries. A story hour program for kids and parents connected to new book releases is an activity that many libraries typically present to their patrons and communities. Many of the same libraries that won't give Cameron a slot, however, are effectively... Offering drag queen story hours or similar programs for kids and young people, according to Cameron's book publisher and according to a review of the library's websites and current uh, program listings. Some library programs promote gender fluidity, inclusion, and diversity. Others offer name change clinics for older teens great, and adults who want to alter their official paperwork for gender identity reasons. Brave Books, Cameron's publisher, shared details of the story hour request and the rejections received to date with Fox News Digital exclusively. Uh, the Rochambeau Public Library in Providence, Rhode Island, for instance, told Cameron and his book publisher, no, we will pass on having you run a program in our space. How, just the, that wording, no, we will pass on having you run a program in our space. <laughs> we are a very queer-friendly library. Our messaging does not align. The library also told Brave Books. 
It's not. So this is Brave Books. This is the same company that we interviewed Robbie Starbuck over. Oh, is it? So I bet we could interview him. Reach out to your guy. When the publisher asked the library official about filling out the proper form to apply for a story hour slot, the individual replied, you can fill out the form to reserve space to run the program in our space, but we won't run your program. (laughs) You can fill out the form, but we won't do it, said the Mass Gaming Commission to Portnoy. (laughs) You can apply, but we don't like bar stools. So, yeah, but but isn't that what it is? Isn't that what it all is? Is like... We're just going to choose not to do it, right? But that's that's how they operate. I think we should... Uh, Can you imagine just how ugly that is, though? Yeah, no, they don't want it. My goodness, it's so ugly. I'm, really, I'm like... I, I'm, I, I'm, you may... These people may have common cause with Kirk Cameron. They may. There's, there are things that they could learn from him that they could ha- to learn from each other and have together, but nope. That's it. It's like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I just think it's like a weird ugliness of the left, and it never goes, never, never goes away. Yeah, and it's like, like you said earlier, it's such a culture of resentment, and like, they're just always mad about something, and... It, A lot of the time, there's not actually anything there to be mad about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I sent you the Jennifer Lawrence thing today, <coughs> oh, right? Oh, I know you love her. her. I know you love her. But so there, there was this article in Variety. Um, and there's actually audio of this if you're interested. Yeah, is it there? Um, let me make sure you have it because I sent you the tweet, but the tweet was deleted, so I'll send you the article that has the audio in it. But you, it might be—I don't know where it is in the video, so because it's a whole interview with her and Viola Davis talking to each other about how awesome and brave they both are. And um, Jennifer Lawrence says about herself, um, you know, oh, I thought it got erased. No, they deleted the tweet, but the article is still there. Like they just were getting too much Ooh, heat on Jennifer the tweet. Jennifer Lawrence is pretty. Uh huh. She's very pretty. But she said in one part of the interview, she goes, "I've been doing this since I was so young. When Hunger Games was out, I couldn't really be an observer of life because everybody was observing me." Oh, whoops, that's not the right quote. Where did it go? Sorry, this is very unprofessional. But anyway, basically the point is, is that she said um, this quote. Sorry, I got thrown off because. She de- the Variety deleted the tweet. This whole thing was in Variety. And basically what she said was that um, there's until the Hunger Games, there wasn't an action movie with a female lead in it. Right. Which is not accurate. So, so I made the movie right before I got married. And then we had the pandemic two years later. I'm pregnant. We go back and we make the rest of it. And I was talking about my relationship with commitment and anxiety and just how terrifying it was. To, to have all of the past that I've had that a lot of people don't know about. And I, you know, I talked about that in the interview. And of course, the, everything that it, comes out. I think out, it's a long Jennifer Lawrence interview. almost called off her wedding. Jennifer, and it's like, we are him at home or that I'm, it, it's, I'm, I'm supposed to be a mirror. I'm supposed to be a vessel. I'm supposed to be all of these different things that you shouldn't look at me and remember that, you know, I got married in Rhode Island a few years ago. Because... <laughs> 
I watched a documentary called yeah, this is what she Beer said. is she Cheaper said, Than Therapy. She said, I want to oh, circle back to I'd you being to in that. The Woman yeah. King. I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Because we were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but boys can't identify with a female lead. And it just makes me so happy every single time I see a movie come out that just blows through every one of those beliefs and proves that it's just a lie to keep certain people out of movies, to keep certain people in the same positions they've always been in. It must be interesting to be Jennifer Lawrence, right? And to like not know of any action movies that came before her with a female lead. Yeah, like you've never. Yeah. I mean, like, has she Angelina watched Angelina Jolie? Movie? May I want to talk about that? What about um, what's her name in Sarah Connor and Terminator Two? Yes, Tanya Linda Roberts. Hamilton. Yes, um, Tanya Roberts, obviously. What about Uma Thurman? Might have a word too. Yeah, the Kill Bills. I mean, like, what, you could come up with a million. Mila Jovovich, like, yeah, you could like. G.I. Oh, Jane, you know like the Nikita was a great movie. There's a ton of action movies with female leads. They're yeah. all over the place. You could like do this all day. Yeah, that's a tough the idea one. thing. Uh, what was the one with the blonde girl? You guys know it. Um, who played Superman? Uh, you guys know it. You played Superwoman in the Super 80s. Supergirl? Beautiful. You don't know it. I don't know it. But no. these guys would. These guys would know. Uh, she had. Uh, she had a couple of. Let me just look, look it up. Yeah, Janet says in the chat, isn't J-Law the one who cut off her family because of their Trump support? Yes. Yes, yes she couldn't deal with them. And she has nightmares about Tucker Carlson. <laughs> like, literally has nightmares about him. Uh, yeah, Tommy in New Hampshire says Sigourney Weaver. That's a good one, too. Yes. Like, I mean, but imagine being that, like, who told her that? <laughs> who told her, like, wow, you're the first female Okay, it was The Legend of star. Billie Jean Girl. This is it. Here's the trailer. Oh, <laughs> Morgan says the Olympics when Caitlyn Jenner won. <laughs> 1984. So true, Morgan. So Helen brave. Slater. She's flying out of the water. Helen Slater. Who is she? You know, I think I recognize the costume. Question remains, just who on earth are you? On earth, I'm Lee. Linda Lee. All right. Well, Helen Slater, we love Mark Sardella says Lucy Lawless. Who? Lucy Lawless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great point. So, yeah, I mean... It's obviously just a totally absurd thing to say, but you just, like, wonder about Hollywood, how completely ignorant of everything that they are. Like, and she's mad about that. She's like, wow, I can't believe Hollywood never put a woman in a role. They're just trying to keep women down. They never had a female action hero. Like, imagine. But it's it's like being upset about Barstool. Like, it's just as based in reality as that. I have a message into one Rico Bosco. Okay. Hey, Rico, can you come on and tell us what the hell is going on? We're recording now and live. I assume you'll be getting back to I me. I assume not. No, I don't moments. think so. I don't in think he will. I doubt it. I tend to doubt it. He is not going to step on Kirk like that because Kirk's going to do an emergency show about it tomorrow. Oh, you think he'll be on? I don't know if he'll be on, but I think if Kirk wants to talk about it and has some scoop, I don't think he's going to step on Kirk. Well... Time was, time was we shared allegiances, Alice, before I was excommunicated, mm -hmm. right out of the chapel. You were excommunicated out of the chapel? Yeah, me and about? my friend Menners. What? Me and my friend Menners, excommunicated from KMS. All right, I mean, What do you mean? You're yeah, fine. Don't get us in more trouble. You stay over there. <laughs> I'm not getting it. You get yourself in trouble. I have nothing to do with it. I didn't do nothing. What else is going on? What else you got? Um, I brought you Kirk Cameron. No, I sent us Kirk Cameron. No, you didn't. I, I did. did. I just found it without you. I, because he was trending. I sent us Kirk Cameron. How low do you have to be? I did send us. You did not send it. What? I did send us that. Uh... I sent us that a little while ago. Anyway, um, suicide is now the second biggest cause of death among 10 to 18-year-olds after accidents. Saw that. So that's good. Job well done, everybody. Job well done. And, um, you know, they've 
with all their like shutdowns and all this stuff they've done to kids during this whole time have a lot to answer for on that front for kids mental health also uh seriously quite a thing you know if you had a real media this would be huge wall to wall and people but you wonder why there's one there's no escape valve a release valve um for conservatives but two like why the the media tells the story that they want to tell and only that they want to tell even if it it costs lives right well and they don't want they don't want to put any responsibility for like their actions or the teachers union's actions during the pandemic or anything like that on on why this is happening but but it's also i mean like it's anything that big has like multiple causes right so i think social media for young people is part of it i think that um like family breakdown for young people is part of it i think all these things are factors that go into what's going on here but there's definitely like a social and community breakdown that was hastened by the pandemic that is causing young people i mean all kinds of deaths of despair not just suicides but like alcoholism and and overdoses and all Mm -hmm. these things are it's really a disaster and it's because it's a big complex problem it's not an easy problem to solve either it's a problem that's going to take decades to solve you're not going to overnight make the young people happy you know some things are easy to break and very difficult to fix (laughs) yes i would say that's true so that's true. Uh, also, everybody was super gross after um, there was a police call to Ted Cruz's house, which because he's Ted Cruz is news, I guess. Right. Um, but it had to do with his daughter and it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, she's 14. She's point. 14 is his daughter. The police call had to do with the daughter and I believe she's okay. So fine but the fact that everybody's interested in it and that the news is like showing shots of the first don't you think they shouldn't be showing shots of his house uh i'm sure everybody knows where it is i mean i i don't love it i think it's a little i don't think it's great i don't think it's great um that you know and i at some point, like, I don't even know if it should be a news story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if the news, once you find out that it has to do with the 14-year-old daughter, and according to quoting the news person here, not a family violence issue and no criminal activity is involved. Like, so, okay. So, at that point, we're just talking about a minor. And, and like, is it a news story that needs to be, you know, huge on Twitter? Right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a deeply personal story, and it, it's somebody should find out who, um, who leaked it as well. Well, yeah, I mean, so what you think, like somebody in the police department leaked it or whatever? Yeah, certainly, somebody in the police department. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everybody's just so gross and terrible, and like. You know, we the whole media thinks it's justified to like basically shut down a bunch of newspapers on Twitter because of Hunter Biden's laptop invaded the privacy of the middle aged man who's like making money in Ukraine. But like Ted Cruz's 14 year old daughter, this is the hard hitting stuff and we can't censor that. Like, what are we doing? Honestly. So here's my question. Yes. The other night I was out with Sally and. My daughter, sorry, she had to go to her play practice. Now, recently, you and I have had a little problem with dropping her off late and getting her late. Right. A little bit late, and so she's very peeved about it. Now she's lying about what time to drop her off and pick her up so that we'll... She's like, oh, it's clever, which I like. (laughs) Instead of eight, she'll be like, pickups at 7.45, (laughs) to make sure we're there. So, Mm -hmm. So we went to... Uh, to play practice the other night, but we were barely making it on time. And she said, oh, great. I'm going to be late again. I'm, I'm the only one who's going to be late this time. So I said, not to worry, Sally. And I blew three perfectly red traffic lights and got there early. First traffic Was light- she proud of you? Well, I was looking around and there's nothing, boom, right through, right through, right through. I mean, like, I look around, I'm not going to crash, obviously. You know, I'm just blowing the traffic lights. 
and like she knows that I'm that I blow traffic lights and that I have no patience for for the rules of the road, especially when there's no reason. There's no reason to stop at a red light if there's nobody around. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Because my daddy told me to. Like government tells me to. You're not allowed to go. Even they <laughs> shut up, man. I'm only here for a certain amount of time. I'm not going to sit at this red light. So, so then I thought, like she knows also that when we go to hotels, that I that I'm a low level thief, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Including like some you'll bring home like extra rolls of toilet paper from I'll gipe everything the, from that's the, in the bathroom, housekeeping but, but closet. you know I'll knock over the housekeeping closet in, <laughs> or, or in a hotel. One hotel recently you need so much therapy. Seriously. One hotel recently, I I went to the bowels of the place. I'm thinking it was like man, if the loading dock is close to no, anyway, so but it's small time. It's small time. So I'm a small time criminal. Okay. <laughs> So it's like her dad, and I think it's like she's like Meadow Soprano. If Tony Soprano was a total pussy <laughs> and was not a good earner and was a small time thief, and Meadow knows that Tony's bad. And I remember I said to Sally the night after I blew all the lights, I said, "You saw what I did, right? To get you here." She said, "Yep." And I said, "Do you know that there are some parents, some daughters who will never experience a father blowing a red light for them?" She said, "Yep, I know." I thought to myself, now is that good that she already knows that she's calibrated now that that she knows and like sea level is set at accepting that my dad is a criminal. Daddy's um a scofflaw. So I wonder like if that's I'm I'm sure that most people who are like like uh, like squares will say that's terrible, but I don't think it is. I think it's good. My dad was a low-level thief, but he used to use me to be to be part of the grift. My dad, when it used to be watch day at Fenway Park, would send. I, I would go get a watch, and I was happy to do it. <laughs> and he would send me to every other gate and say, "I just came through, and I forgot to grab the watch." And I'd come back with a handful of watches. <laughs> so he was all for it. My dad used to send. So my, embarrassing. My dad used to send my neighbor <laughs> Dean, actually. <laughs> You know, Dean, Dean McLaren. Exactly. Across the street to steal somebody's wood <laughs> regularly. So my, it, which is good because my dad kept one degree of separation just in case the cops were involved, you know, so he could say, I, my goodness, I have no idea. So, I mean, this is. Morgan wants to know if you've taught her to text while driving yet. I, she doesn't have a phone, actually. Yeah, she doesn't have a phone. But I but I try to minimize my texting and driving I have, because my I thoughts, find myself in the left lane too often. And so. <laughs> my thoughts on texting while driving changed when phones stopped having keyboards. So like when I had a BlackBerry, I would text while driving all the time. Because with an actual keyboard, like I could text with my phone in my pocket and send an accurate text message, like because I knew where the buttons were. But I, you know, it, with a touch screen, you have to look almost, well, let me tell you and you something. can't. I don't think you. Forces of evil are going to make me crash in text because I do voice to text, and I'll say to you or somebody else, "Great, I'm late for my <laughs> effing meeting," and it'll change. It'll change effing to ducking, <laughs> like quack quack. <laughs> Nobody says ducking. Nobody has ever needed to say ducking ever. <laughs> so I have to go in, and now I'm fearing I'm in a left lane. I'm in income, incoming traffic. People are I'm hitting pedestrians because I have to change ducking because I'm being censored. Jesus. All right, should we do the... Uh, sure, go to the shot. Go to the what, Alice? <laughs> You've incriminated I'm yourself I'm still not allowed enough. to have a, a, a okay, piece so, of paper. So. so the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Um, actually, somebody sent us a message just now. Uh, Jim McGowan on Twitter sent us a message saying, just bought a bottle. Good man. This afternoon, there's a gif here of him holding his bottle of Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, just bought a bottle this afternoon at Market Basket in Nashua. Awesome sauce. Ooh. Love the show. Thank you so much. It's Jim. Mm-hmm. That is great to hear, Jim. Thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed. Glad you are enjoying the sauce, Jim. So I am obviously, you know, Jim, that I am a a shameless prostitute, regardless. But this actually hot sauce. You heard the thing. You heard the episode. I actually just love and think is the best. And so it's so organic. But I happen to be plugging something that is the best. I think it's great. It's delicious. I love the story of the place. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, you can find it at Whole Foods Market Basket. Big Y in Connecticut and Mass. Stop and shop in the local rack in Mass. Walmart Marketplace. What's Walmart Marketplace? It's their online. Walmart online. Ooh. Amazon's choice vendor status. 
it's about three bucks per. Is that right? I don't even know. And five percent of all sales proceeds go to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, helping five, um, families and co-workers of fallen firefighters. It's just great. And this guy John, who who runs the company, is just a great pot force for. Maybe positivity. we'll have him on sometime. I think it's a, it's it's a great good idea. Good idea. Actually, you know, I just saw that uh, EEI had Paige Lopez on for Weekend One Eighty. I was like, damn it, why do they get to have her on? I mean, I get to have her on too, but it's just. Well, I know why they get to have her on, because they have more, whatever. <laughs> Although, the Skinny Show had her on. You know, Lou, Merloni, and Fourier, and, and mm. Mago, who did not answer my congratulations text, by the way. Mm. I'm not surprised. Okay, here we go. You ready? I'm so ready. Ooh, Alice. It sounded dirty. <laughs> it did? I dirty. don't know. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I'm just waiting for you to run the chat. Hi, Steve from Aramac. Steve, where are you been? Really enjoying the strategic placement of ads during the podcast <laughs> now. It's uh, really a marvel. I especially enjoyed it today when Alice was talking about Rodney's plight. Tom, Tom, what happened to Rodney is so bad. It's just an incredible overreach by the school into everybody else's... <laughs> Carando meatballs. <laughs> uh, big plate of food is like a bigger plate of family. No delicioso carando meatballs. <laughs> Business. You're a taxpayer just like everybody else. This is Don't. awful. I hate these people. I hate bureaucrats. Carando <laughs> meatballs. So two things. One, I don't see any free meatballs coming our way. We should t- make sure that okay. happens. Two, uh, Steve. Tom picks where to place the ads. I do pick where to place I've told Tom that we should have a spot in our show where we're like, okay, now we'll break. And then, like, you can no. place it there easily. No. You can we're, play the Cardi yeah. B Alice, noise. And then. I'm not playing a Cardi B noise in, in okay. doing it. That. Do you realize, Alice, how quickly everybody's going to dive for the 30 seconds hit to. Oh, go, so if you I have to away? sneak it in. I, see. I have to sneak it in. And hopefully they're indisposed and can't change <laughs> it. And they have to listen to it. And we'll get our eight cents yes. for ten thousand so views. So the uh, the podcast thing does know if you listen to it or not. Apparently, that's right. That's what I hear. Guys, so, suffer through them. So all right, we get money if you listen to the suffer ad. through okay. kids bop. All right, just do it. <laughs> all, all right, right. damn it. People on Patreon are excused. Hold on, you're excused on Patreon. You are yes. Okay. Hey, Tom and Alice, just wanted to say the superintendent you had on your podcast yesterday would not let the little boy play basketball yep. if there's anything they can do to get rid of that person okay. that is the most horrible letter i have ever heard written from an educator can you believe that charlie this is charlie from ipswich can you believe that i know i know it's I, unbelievable it's a, he should just be fired just for writing that right for putting it out there it's such a that's why it made it such a great story that this guy is a really thug bully you're absolutely right about that by the way there's the board of ed meeting Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. And I get the feeling, I'll be plugging it every day. I get the feeling that a lot Technically, of people- Technically, you're going to be in Connecticut that day. I would love this guy to have to be there, but I get you, bet you he's not, because he's such a tough guy in his little- A letter. lot of times, they do have to go to the school board meeting, because that's their, that's their boss, but uh, you know, a lot of times, they have to be there, depending on what's see happening. take a beating. Depending from... on what's on the school committee agenda, or school board agenda, like- Supposed to look. actually you know, enrich children's lives, mentor them- to have that, you can't do this because I said so, and I don't like your parents because they chose to send you to a different school, yep. is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, just figured I'd leave that on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce <laughs> hotline, Good and man. I'll try to call in more often with uh, some non sequiturs just so the queen doesn't... Thank Nothing you, off Charlie. With her head or anything like that. Damn straight. Thank you, Charlie. Please. I appreciate that, Charlie. I do. Thank you, Alice. They they consider you a cold itch, babe. Why, why do you like that? That that goes right to the yacht bunny attitude. She thinks it's like a these are sexy pillow talk. Every time you call her a cold queen. But thank you very much, Charlie. We appreciate that. I'm sorry, Alice threatened everybody. <laughs> You know, where's you, Danny and Bill right Yes, now? you have to. Yeah, he's gone, Alice. He's gone. Hopefully, he'll come back soon. You can bludgeon him with kids, Bob. Hi, Steve from Aramac. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. I want to second the sentiments of the guy that left the chat chat message today, uh, chiding the 
artist formerly known as Alice, but whom <laughs> I've now renamed the Distaff Mussolini of the <laughs> podcast, for uh, chiding the chat chat participants for not being up to snuff. <laughs> Listen, you'll take the chat chat messages when we leave them and you'll like it, okay? We're not on your schedule. Not everybody could be Justin in Indianapolis. You know, I could call in as, you know, Catherine Hepburn from Merrimack. Hello, this is Catherine Hepburn. From Old Sabre, Connecticut, by the way. Let's record show. Or talk to you about my latest meal at Arby's or, you know, <laughs> recently viewing the, the original Night Stalker movie on You're YouTube. You're, like, really but, up on Justin's we got messages, that guy already. Steve. My God. So, just leave us alone. We chat chat in our own time. Okay? I like to hear from you, you, Steve. I like to hear. Why don't you talk you? over him first of all? You are such a <laughs> doesn't take much. Doesn't take much, Alice. I'm not gonna imp, I'm not gonna impugn your I miss you guys when you don't call in. That's what it sounded like, right. <laughs> Bring more of the royal opium to me. Now work the fields. Bring it to me. In my mind now, Steve from Merrimack is the good looking guy from karate, so that's <laughs> Whoa, what is that supposed to mean? What is that dynamic happening? <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. So I don't know. But I haven't, I haven't seen him, or or either that or he. I don't know. I haven't seen. I need Who to see. Who is Tom's him. mystery man? Yeah, I, I got to see him again. If I haven't seen him, I, I might have seen him the other day, but he didn't look at me. You know, even though I did this whole thing where I was sucking in my. He was in my scared gut to make eye contact with you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank you guys so much. I love all the chat chat messages. I, you know I love all of you. You do. Good vocal burn. <laughs> yeah, they're really helping a lot, Alice. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you so much. I don't Just know. stop it. <laughs> Just end it, Alice, okay? You can leave the chat chat messages at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You're, you're so mommy dearest. <laughs> what Joe am Crawford. I? Why do they hate me? Why do the children hate me? Do you want wire hangers? Wire hangers? Why are they so disdainful of me? Is that what I'm like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't feel like that's what I'm like, but... I don't want to hit you. You're making me hit you. <laughs> You're hitting me emotionally, so I must hit back. Oh, good night, guys. Have a good one. Say la vie. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.